Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. This is episode 200, which is pretty crazy. I started this podcast back in, I guess, the first week of 2019. So we're coming up on uh, two years, which is just pretty amazing. I put out two episodes every week, which is also amazing. There's a couple, uh, you know, repeats, the greatest hits every now and then. Things got a little too busy and I did repeat some of the best episodes, but I'm not going to talk about myself the whole time here. We do have a great question in from Eric about basically building an email list to spread the risk a little bit, make his site a little more defensible. So we'll talk about that. So Eric sent that in, which is much appreciated. And then Sacha is an 18-year-old who is just getting started on their niche site. So there's a few questions there and really appreciate uh, Sasha or Sacha from, for sending that in. I'm sure I'll, I'm mispronouncing your name, but I'm doing my best. I want to thank the listeners to the show because I wouldn't do it if you didn't give me some feedback and let me know that things were going all right. And if you have any suggestions for shows, if you have any questions, anything like that, feedback at Doug dot show feedback at Doug show. I get all those emails. And of course you can leave a voicemail if you want. So a lot of times for these milestone episodes, which are honestly, they're kind of arbitrary in my opinion, you could have like every 50 episodes or every hundred episodes. Sometimes people reflect on what they've learned, but I didn't, I didn't really prepare ahead of time. And like I said, I feel like it's almost arbitrary and I just blow through these milestones and don't pay too much attention. I think maybe episode 50, I, I rambled on about some things that I learned, but I will mention that the total downloads are somewhere in the 120,000 range, which after two years, I'm not sure if that's good or bad. When I'm looking at the overall graph, I do see there were, wasn't a huge amount of growth until maybe like nine months in. Then there was a little bit of a spike and then it kind of dropped back down. And I mean, honestly, there's no continuous growth. There's no, you know, 1% growth over time. It looks like a flat line to me. So I, I don't love seeing that, but podcasting is a little bit tough to, I guess, grow in the same way as YouTube or a blog, for example, because you don't have that natural organic search in the same way. So people do search for podcasts and use keywords and that sort of thing. But a lot of it is word of mouth. And for whatever reason, I haven't done as good of a job helping people talk about the podcast and and to spread it around. So it hasn't been a huge goal and that is okay with me. I mean, I can't work on everything all the time. I do like doing the podcast. I like the long form content. I like answering these questions. I get way more feedback from you, the listener on the podcast than I do from any of the other, you know, parts of the platform like YouTube or the blog. So I could tell there's a very strong connection. So I thank you. I'm not going to ramble on, make it too weird here, but I uh, appreciate it. And if you wanted to share the podcast with a friend or something like that, that would be fantastic. Let's get to the question. And Eric actually wrote out a pretty thoughtful email. So there's plenty of context here. And he already removed any He didn't mention his niche, anything like that. I could pretty much read this and any errors in the grammar or anything or because I'm reading it incorrectly. 
So Eric says, I want to have my own captive audience to buffer against the algorithm changes. So I'm starting to think about growing my email list. I have about 100 people on it without ever really sending out an email, just one for Prime Day. So I'd be interested in ideas for growing a list, but a quality list with the kind of audience you want. I can see how regular quality emails would build loyalty, but I'm not sure how I would grow the list or I'm not sure how it would grow the list. One of my ideas for growth is to buy products, do detailed reviews with photos, and then give away the products through raffles or contests. I would use one of those contest plugins where people can get extra entries for the giveaway if they tweet about it and share it, sign up for the email list, and so on. My only concern is it might just build a list of people who are into free stuff rather than people who are actually engaged in my niche. Anyway, that's what I'm wrestling with these days. Cheers, Eric. Thank you, Eric. This is an awesome question. A few things that, I mean, I struggle with myself in certain ways. So I could tell you right now, I love email lists and I don't talk about it enough. However, it's mostly around my own products, like selling my own products and around niche site project. I have built email lists, pretty substantial email lists for my affiliate sites and you know, non-marketing websites. And we're talking over 10,000, so pretty sizable email list enough where when you send one out, you really try not to have mistakes in it since at that, at that level, people will tell you <laughs> when you made mistakes. So good job so far, Eric, getting 100 people on the list. You probably just have like a normal sign-in or a sign-up form, opt-in form. And there's I'll, I'll give you a couple ideas. I mean, there are full, multi-week, very long courses about growing an email list. But I'll just tell you right now that most of the email service providers out there have excellent training all for free. You can go to their webinars. They have a ton of information because you can imagine they want you to sign up for their service. And people tend to be very sticky with their email service providers. So they're happy to provide really some of the best training that you can get. Yes, there are courses out there on it. This is one of the courses I'll probably release in the future. But the fact is you can get very good training from the email service providers. So I like Aweber. I've been with them from the very beginning. They struggled at some point in time because they were sort of a dinosaur and it took them a little while to make their systems better. They had to improve their product and allow more automation and tagging and you know segmentation. So they've caught up. And because of the great cost, not only in um, just migrating, but the mistakes that are made, if you migrate to another service, I never left. So I almost moved from Aweber a couple of years ago, maybe like 2016, 2017. And then I decided to stay with them because their customer service is very good and they were adding the features that I needed. And it's very painful to migrate from one technology to another. So it, it has to be not only a better product for me to migrate, it has to be cheaper because of the other inherent admin cost. Okay, so number one, I'll put a link so you can check out some of the Aweber training, but if you're interested in some other service, I guarantee you they have free training where... You can learn a ton and they'll try and rope you in to signing up with their service. As far as growing an email list, I can tell you that the best way that I've found is to have an actual 
resource that complements some part of the content that you're publishing, whether it's your blog or podcast or YouTube channel, something that complements whatever that content is. So it could be difficult if it's perhaps like a review, right? A product review where you may not think of some sort of a, a digital product, a digital something that they could download immediately and get some benefit out of. So a lot of people refer to these as lead magnets. A lot of times a lead magnet, you know, lead is equivalent to an email subscriber. So a lead magnet is sort of the general term. And what I'm talking about is a content upgrade, which in my definition is like a, it is a lead magnet. However, it is a lead magnet. However, a content upgrade is specific to the content that the opt-in is attached to. So for example, I talk about the keyword golden ratio on a blog post and a YouTube video. In both of those pieces of content, I tell people, you can get my spreadsheet that does the calculations for you and makes the process a little bit faster. All you have to do is join my email list. That's one of my best lead magnets, content upgrades. It's the best thing that I can give people to build my email list. It's related directly to the content. So if they're interested in the content, I'm giving them a resource that helps them do it faster or cheaper or easier or helps prevent mistakes. So you could think about it that way. Again, it could be a little tougher for you know products that people have where it doesn't quite make sense, but let me try to brainstorm a couple Examples, I should have thought of this ahead of time, but let me just give you a couple here. Let's say you have a website on DSLRs for YouTube, all right? So you have basically a camera website or a video camera website, and the target is around YouTubing or creating video content for the web. So people could publish it elsewhere, but really you could make it very specific. So let's say it's best DSLRs or mirrorless cameras for YouTubers. Your content upgrade potentially could be, hey, get this checklist for publishing YouTube videos. And maybe it has using the keywords and the title, putting in a description. Maybe it tells you to use end cards and some of the other, you know, rich media that you could put into YouTube videos. So Again, I just made that up off the top of my head. And obviously, I'm just going to be talking about stuff that I know about. So another good one could be around homebrewing, right? So I like to homebrew beer. Let's say you have a review on this very expensive, uh, you know, full homebrewing setup. It's uh, thousands of dollars. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of details in there. And again, I'm going to lean on the checklist. <laughs> you can have a checklist for selecting your own homebrew electrical um, kettle system. So you, you know, what's important to you and it could help you make that decision or, you know, the brew day checklist. So those, all the examples that I just gave are slightly more general. So they might not apply directly to some of the content ideas that I mentioned, but they're pretty close. And I think you get an idea. You have to give them some sort of value. A couple of things that used to be really popular, but I think people are kind of moving away from them a little bit. At least I hope they are. And I, I actually never did one of these. So I'm kind of, you know, 
blowing a little smoke here, but I think huge pieces of content that are free are probably not going to be that useful. Your goal with these lead magnets is to provide value really quickly to whoever it is. So you want you want that person to quickly see, wow, it's great to be on this email list. This is what they're giving me for free. Wow, this is fantastic. I'm glad to be part of this email list. The problem with, let's say you do a five-part video training series, high value, right? You're thinking, hey, I put so much time into it. If I do these five videos, it is going to teach someone how to brew a beer from the very beginning and it's all free. They only need to sign up. The problem is people will sign up and then they won't ever consume the content. Thus, you didn't even provide value. You just gave them a chore to do. Now, depending on what the niche is, that actually could be you know quite valuable. Someone does put in the time, but I mean, the best way to deal with it is probably like if you really have your heart set on doing that sort of long form content as your lead magnet is to have short form to also catch the other folks that are not going to actually consume long form content. Even worse than video content would be writing like a 90 page ebook that someone would have to go through. Now I'm saying that I actually have like a 90 to hundred page ebook, but I literally just put together a bunch of blog posts that I had into a PDF, into a format that someone could download. I put a cover on there. I think I just made it um, pretty generic in Google Docs. And it's a ebook PDF, but it's really just blog posts put together. And I have actually had people say, hey, I've read that whole book, which, you know, that's fantastic. There are a handful of people that do the long form content, but that is not one of my main lead magnets. It's something like when someone's so deep into, uh, you know, learning about niche sites, they find the free download for that PDF. I have like a download page for all the, the free resources out there and it links over to the KGR calculator that I mentioned, but it also has that long PDF. So if someone really wants to dig in, they literally can read, you know, 90 pages, um, on a PDF. So I guess I'm contradicting myself a little bit, but my main goal is to provide high value in the shortest amount of time possible. So that usually means one pagers. I love one pagers. If you could fit it on one page, use some graphics. Maybe there's, uh, maybe it's a tool. Tools are great as well. Tools may not be, you know, applicable for certain niches, but I know for for cameras, I know for brewing, some of the more technical things where you can have a spreadsheet that that saves people time, right? That saves people time. And you could do demos with those tools if you have them. Now, if it's a standard run-of-the-mill product, let's say I'm just looking around. Let's say I'm just looking in my office here. So let's say it's a printer. I don't print stuff often, but that could be a little tough, right? A printer is a pretty standard like commodity. What if it's a lighting kit, right? So like I'm looking at uh, some of the lights that I have around here for the YouTube videos that I do. And it's a little tough. I mean, lights are just lights. So you may have to use like the, the regular content general um, lead magnet, not the content upgrade, but the, the regular old lead magnet for checklists for YouTube videos. But for a printer, honestly, I'm not sure what you could do to help grow the list. Now, if you take a step higher and think about the audience 
that you're trying to attract, you might be able to figure out that uh, maybe you have uh, office administrators. So if you can figure that out and you know that you're attracting a lot of office administrators, you may say, all right, I could do a lead magnet that could be useful to an office manager, an office admin, that sort of thing. Sometimes it's hard to draw that um, conclusion, so I'm not sure what to do in that case. So as far as contest, that is a great idea, and I'm going to plug my own contest. So this episode is actually going out on Thanksgiving Day here in the U.S. I'm recording it um, ahead of time, as you can imagine. So you can enter my marketing and content tools contest. So I was watching a couple uh, YouTube videos by Noah Kagan, and he has this software tool called King Sumo. So that is actually one of the tools that you can use to run contest. And I have, I've actually been struggling, Eric, with my email list a little bit. So email subscribers have gone down a little bit over time. And, you know, there's cycles that things go through. And I'm not sure, you know, what the issue is exactly. You know, part of it could be software integration. So I've actually looked at uh, some errors that were occurring between Optin Monster, the pop-up manager that I use, and Aweber. So I was double-checking things there. Hard to tell if there's actually an issue. I don't think there was. I had one person tell me that they saw an error. But if one person told me, that means it's probably occurring more than once. So I don't know. I don't know if there was some issue there or it could be on the SEO side. Maybe I'm not getting as much traffic. Maybe the pages that were bringing in email subscribers are not getting the same traffic that they were. So I thought, hey, I'm going to run a contest. Noah was just talking about this stuff on YouTube. And I think contests could be a good route if you do them correctly. And Eric, in your question, you wisely identified the issue is that if people or joining your email list to win a prize, then they may just be interested in free stuff and not actually buying anything. They may not actually be interested in the niche. So it's very important. And I think your your process is pretty good. You're buying products and then you're going to give those away after you review them. So you're going to have higher quality content, which is cool. And probably if someone is interested in winning those particular products, then they're probably interested in the niche. Not always, but it tends to work out that way. If if you pick random stuff where just any any person who's not into your niche may want to win that. So let's say you're giving away, uh, you know, MacBooks. Let's say you're giving away um, phones or cameras or just random things that anyone would be happy to have iPhones. Uh, apparently, I'm just talk, talking about Apple products here, but it could be anything. All right, it could be a Surface uh, notebook or whatever those are, uh, backpack. Okay, so let's be agnostic about the products. So if you're just giving away random shit that's not really related to your niche, then you could have the the people that are just interested in winning free stuff. If you're giving away cash, if you're giving away Amazon gift cards, then yeah, you're gonna just you're going to have random people on there. So the key would be to give away things that are very close to your niche. Inside your niche, people would only care if they're in your niche. Okay, so that's key. You already figured that out. 
and you know, King Sumo makes it pretty easy to set stuff up. I think they have an affiliate program, so I'll check that out. I'll put a link in the uh, description here. But one thing that I did for my contest, and you know, go go check it out, everyone. I mean, enter it, please, and share it. You get more you get more entries if you share it around. I didn't give away any of my products, right? Why? Well, Noah said in, in one of the videos that I watched, so I learned from Noah, you know, he's, he's pretty smart. But the thing is, if I'm giving away my own products, it's just my own audience, people that already know me that are interested in it. So I don't want to give away my own stuff. I want to give away things that are related to, you know, this, this shoulder area. And you want to think of your audience, think of the audience that you want to be in front of, and then look for those products. So for me, in my specific case, you'll see very clearly, it, it they are products that are software that are very closely related to my audience. So I'm hoping that's going to work pretty good. You can run ads, right? I can make ads on YouTube or Facebook. I can actually talk to some of my friends and say, hey, send out an email and then you you can have a chance to win some of these software products, but also, you know, your audience would be able to enter it and then I'll be able to cross-pollinate really well. Now, one thing that I'm doing that's a little unorthodox is I'm going to run it during this Black Friday, Thanksgiving week period, Cyber Monday, all that business, because I don't discount my products. It's just a choice that I made a long time ago. I want to have sort of a, a premium I, and I don't want people to wait for sales. So I don't run sales. Now, one thing I, I do do <laughs> is I will promote other affiliate products during like the Black Friday week. However, I usually try and give a bonus. So if you use my affiliate link, I'm, I want to thank you personally. Most of the time I end up doing some sort of a coaching call or something like that because I like talking to people and it helps me understand exactly the problems that people are having and common questions. Plus, I usually charge quite a lot for my hourly coaching. So it's a pretty big value if someone can buy a product that they were going to get anyway and then they get some coaching on top of it. So going back to the, uh, the beginning here, contest could be great. One thing that I, I've, I've done, I think, one or two other contests way back in the day for one of my niche sites. It worked pretty well. I was working with a partner at the time, and you know he and I worked together and made sure we did a pretty good job. I don't remember how well it went um, as far as like making sales afterwards, but I know the prize was maybe... 100 to 200 dollars. I think we did run some ads. I think we ended up with hundreds of new email subscribers, but I can't remember the details. So, what I realize now is like anything, you have to iterate on the process. Figure out what's working, what's not working and go from there. So, there's a lot of ways you can let your audience know or just random people know. Like I said, you can run ads and that would be something that you would experiment with. You may have ads that are really successful to get entries into your contest, but it may be a really poor way to actually have an engaged audience. So if you have 
you know, basically if you pick the wrong audience, like if you're running Facebook ads and you end up with a ton of people who enter the contest and then they unsubscribe immediately because they don't care about your niche, then that's not going to work out. You might be better off with a smaller number of entries, smaller number of email subscribers that are actually into your niche. So you will have to experiment. I'll have to experiment. I'm probably going to run a few more contests. I had a good conversation with my friend Alex over at WP Eagle on, on uh, YouTube and he ran a contest and I, it gave me an idea. Basically he, he uh, gave away a site. He like started a site and then gave it away. I think the next week. So stand by for that. I'm most likely going to do that. I'm not sure, you know, YouTube, as I mentioned earlier, some people are really engaged. And then there's a bunch of randos out there <laughs> that ask the same questions over and over again. And they're, you know, not great audience members, you know, they're not uh, supportive and sometimes they're just mean and, and they're, uh, yeah, they're mean to me and they hurt my feelings. So I will have to look out and figure out, okay, with this contest, is my goal going to be get email subscribers or is it to get more YouTube views, YouTube subscribers? So I'll be able to tweak and figure out and run multiple contests as well. So I think you have some great ideas, Eric. And the one thing that I'll mention is I know certain niches and certain marketing techniques are going to work better for email lists than not. So I had a couple email lists that were of substantial size, but I was not coming up with an ROI for the email list. So it literally barely paid for having the service, the email service provider. So at some point I was like, okay, am I getting much out of this? The answer is no. So I decided to just kill the list, got rid of it and stop trying to build it. So there's some niches that are just not going to work out as well, unless you have a specific thing that you do want to market. So if you, if you know, there's some great offers out there, maybe you have your own products, then yeah, I mean, you're probably going to be able to make it work out, but if it's just sort of a lower dollar niche where a lot of the products aren't that expensive, then I mean, it could be a tougher, a tougher route. So just keep a lookout for that. And you're thinking about this the right way. Just remember, um, if you do that contest, you're probably not going to get it exactly right the first time, but just because it didn't work the first time doesn't mean it's not a good technique not a good strategy. You may just have to tweak a couple things here and there. I want to give a shout out to Ezoic and their site speed accelerator that makes your site load faster. It increases website speed, page load times, and they guarantee that your Google page speed insight score will be 80 or higher. You got to check it out for seven days. They do have a seven day free trial. And I think they even have like a calculator if you, if you uh, follow the link in the show notes here, they have a link or sorry, they have a, a little uh, calculator. It'll tell you how much your scores could improve. Truth be told, I have no clue how accurate it is, but it looks like it's accurate. So at least give it a shot and then you'll know pretty quickly. And if you do that, actually shoot me an email and let me know. Was that accurate? Because I, I'm honestly not sure like how close they get. So yeah, just let me know. One thing is you should use the DNS integration. They do have a WordPress 
WordPress plugin, but I recommend you do the DNS integration. It will work better. You don't have to use WordPress. It'll work with any CMS. And I recommend that you check your Google PageSpeed Insights, GT Metrics, uh, webpagetest.org, Lighthouse, or any other speed measurement tool that you want. Check it beforehand, check it afterwards, and you can check check the results there. So thanks to Ezoic. I appreciate their sponsorship. The other thing is niche website builders and their Q&A segment. So we're going to hit some questions from Sacha here, and I will give an update in a few minutes on the shotgun skyscraper campaign the niche website builders is running for me. It's in, I think we basically are four months in at this point. So I'll be able to give you some of the metrics. They also do content and they have a new service around guest post and niche edits. Niche edits are basically where you do outreach and then you ask people to add a link to their site on existing content to the place that you want to build links to. So couple new services and you can check them out. There are links in the show notes here. All right. Sacha also sent in some nice questions, well formatted and a young 18 year old. The site is 10 months old with 60 posts. The traffic is slowly going up, but I have just around 4,000 page views per month. Should I wait until my site reaches the requirements to join Ezoic or start directly with Google AdSense? Thanks for all your help and the free content you put out there. It's extremely helpful. And there's three questions here that I'm going to hit. So thanks, Sasha, for sending this in. So when should you start to put ads on your site? Honestly, it's totally up to you. So if, if I were you, I would look at the, actually, I would probably put AdSense on, all right? I'd probably put AdSense on the site. I would probably only put the ads on content that is not product review focused or affiliate review focused. That way you're going to end up in much better shape, all right? You should always test. I know there's going to be examples where you can put ads on every single piece of content, your informational and your product reviews, and you'll end up earning more money. But I know you can also find examples to the contrary. Next, Sacha says, should you wait for your site to age or to have a certain amount of traffic before you put ads on? All right. I think that's what they're asking. No, it's really up to you. Uh, as far as I know, Google AdSense doesn't have a certain traffic minimum. They, depending on where you're located, you may need to have uh, six months under your belt or your site to be around for six months, at least for your first site. And I think after that, usually, if I remember correctly, it's been a while, but I think you can add additional sites. So the other question is about um, the growth. So will putting ads, let's see, that one's phrased a little funny. Will ads on your site slow down growth? So not to my knowledge. I mean, I think there could be some related impact. If you put ads on your site, it'll make it load slower and that'll be a worse user experience. So that's not as good. And potentially that could keep your site from ranking as well because you have not as good user visitor metrics. 
However, just inherently putting ads on your site shouldn't slow its growth. You're going to have more issues with the actual work that you're putting in. So the thing that will slow the growth for your site is not publishing as much content, for example, not promoting the site and link building, not basically not doing more work on your site. That's going to be your biggest issue not putting ads on your site. So the ads potentially could, you know, in a secondary way impact things, but not really something you should worry about. And, you know, one, one cool thing I see here. So you're 18 years old, you got 60 posts, you've been working on it for 10 months. I like the long term dedication, the amount of work that you're putting in there. You're seeing results, right? You're getting 4,000 views per month. Great. Uh, my hunch is you should be making some money at this point with that much traffic. I'd be surprised if you're not making money. Now it depends on the kind of content. You might just have informational content and no ads and no way to monetize. And in that case, I applaud you for your patience, but you could also have some ads on there in some capacity so that you're able to earn some money to pay for things, right? The hosting costs money, the content costs your time. I mean, you're putting resources into it and there's nothing wrong with, I mean, we're, you're not doing this for a hobby, right? We're no, no one's doing this just for fun. So you're looking to make some money and I think it's okay if you go ahead and put those ads on there. As far as Ezoic, they do have, um, they do have some programs where you're able to join even when you're just starting your site, when you have zero traffic, there are, I'm very much behind the ball on this. I work kind of far ahead on my content and Ezoic does have uh, the just start program. And you may see this in some Facebook group groups out there, some other areas, but basically they help you go through some training or they have you go through some training and then you're tested and you can join Ezoic even with zero traffic. And, you know, they're trying to teach you about high quality um, content and making sure that you're not breaking any rules and just some of these early ideas that publishers should have so that they have a good foundation of knowledge for, you know, growing their sites and adding more sites to the mix and probably some other stuff. I haven't gone through the training myself. Like I said, I'm kind of behind on that because I publish and record my content kind of far ahead of time. And when they've opened up this just start program, Usually it fills up in like an hour or something because people with Facebook groups, not me, but people with Facebook groups will uh, tell their Facebook group and then it fills up almost, almost immediately. So anyway, you potentially, Sacha, can join Ezoic ahead of time. However, you could go ahead and check out Google AdSense if you want to. And I I think, uh, I think that covers most of the questions that you were asking. Good job. Check in with me as your site grows more. So niche website builders Q&A segment. Thanks to Mark and Adam for sponsoring this segment. And I got to give an update for their Shotgun Skyscraper campaign. So I started that up in, I guess, late July, if I remember right. So July... We'll call it August, September, October, and part of the way through November. So we're about four months in. And at this point in time, I have 27 backlinks, 27 backlinks. And the average domain rating, as reported 
by Ahrefs is 59.32, 59.32. So quite a few backlinks overall, 27. That is a high average domain rating. Right now, I believe my Ahrefs domain rating is five, all right? So it's five, the URL rating which is the specific URL of the homepage is about 25, all right? So the data that I see right in front of me here, I feel like it's changed in the last couple of days, but anyway, it's right around there. So DR is about five on my site and the URL rating for the homepage on my site is about 24, 25. I am very happy about the content that I've seen. So the content that is the skyscraper content Niche website builders, they send me an outline. I let them know what I like, what I don't like. They write the content. They draft it in into my WordPress, uh, into WordPress. Yeah, they, they basically do it for me. They put in custom images. It looks fantastic. There are five to 6,000 words. At least that's what I've seen so far with the two posts that I have. And then they go out and they start emailing getting links. So it does take a few weeks to get started. You probably won't see any links for, you know, six, eight weeks potentially. But then after that, things get moving faster. And I can see that, you know, I imagine I'm going to get more and more links more quickly. Someone asked me the other day, how long are you going to do this? And just, I think ongoing, what will happen is about every quarter, they're going to publish another piece of content and continue doing this link building. So over the course of time, it's going to add up quite a bit. So if you play it out, I mean, it looks like I'm averaging about nine links per month, which is honestly a little bit less than what I would have expected. However, it is, uh, if I'm doing the math right, I'll have to calculate it. It's a little bit less than $100 per link. So if you look at how much it costs, at other link building outfits, other guest posting services or something like that, you'll see that if you're looking for DR 50 plus links, it's going to be very expensive. It's going to cost far more than $100 per link. So anyway, I'm super happy with this campaign that they're running for me. I'm going to keep rolling with it on an ongoing basis. The site that they've been working on was started in July. So it's a essentially a brand new domain when they started working on it and very, you know, very few backlinks. I did a small amount of blog commenting myself, but anyway, niche website builders, if you're interested in their shotgun skyscraper campaign, it's definitely something to check out. It is sort of a long-term commitment. You don't have to stick with it indefinitely like me, but I would say you at least should stick, stick with it for three to four months at a minimum, three to four months at a minimum. So, I mean, you are looking at a significant investment, but there's about a lot of backlinks, a lot of backlinks coming your way if you can commit to multiple months. So I think I'm going to leave it at that. Thanks, Eric and Sacha for the questions. Thanks everyone for the support, listening to the show, tell some friends about it. I do have that marketing content tools contest link in the description. Oh, and I almost forgot. Check out the SEO mastery summit that is put on by Mads. And I was going to speak there 
and I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, I was going to speak at that conference, which is November 30th through December 6th. It's free. It's a seven day online event, but my schedule was too busy. I couldn't manage it. So I had to bail out. So I apologize to Mads Singer, but you should check it out. And I told him, <laughs> I told him we'd, we'd collaborate in the future. I told him I'd give him a shout out so you could check out his summit out there. Like I said, it's free. A lot of uh, cool people are speaking and I was going to be one of those cool people until I bailed out. So apologies to Mads, apologies uh, out there, but just couldn't make it work this year. All right. Thanks everyone. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Doug Show. I really do appreciate it. I mean, I'm just sitting here on my computer recording stuff and uh, you're listening to it. And I think that's awesome. If you enjoy the show and you know someone who maybe would be interested in it, please let them know. I think it would be fantastic if you help spread the word. If you are not signed up for the Niche Site Project email list, well, you're in luck. All you have to do is go to nichesiteproject.com, click the green button, enter your name and email address, and I'll send you a bunch of cool stuff about affiliate marketing, productivity, including all my templates. If you happen to not be subscribed to this podcast, please do subscribe. And don't forget, I welcome your questions. So you could send uh, your emails to feedback at doug.show. I got that really cool domain, doug.show, that's it. So feedback at doug.show. Or I'm going to leave my voicemail number in the show notes. So all you have to do is give me a buzz, leave a voicemail, and then I'll potentially put you on the air. So looking forward to it and we'll catch you next time.